Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As we have an announcement to get to today i don't think we talked about this last time um but my guess is that there's probably quite a bit of new listeners here there's a lot going on uh sometimes you're traveling through hyperspace and the next thing you know you just come on to sometimes you're on a small planet next planet you're on a big planet and it's just crazy and it's all just moving really fast because that's what happens when you're traveling through hyperspace so um should we, as, should we tell everybody the news here? I mean, we're we're now part of this Minute Media podcasting group. It is super cool. Um, a lot of fun here. We're looks like we might be working with Dork Side of the Force website. I mean, there's a lot. There's just a lot going on, man. Yeah, it's really cool. I I'm uh, really happy that we're working with Minute Media, and um, you kind of get this partnership. You're going to hear some ads. We're going to do some live reads. Um, they get the podcast embedded over on. Uh, the Dork Side of the Force website, their blog, news site. I mean, it's really cool. So tons of Star Wars articles over there. Go check that out. Um, really like that. We're going to reference some of them in today's episode. But yeah, it's kind of new for us. It's different. And I think you, you and I are both really pumped and excited about the opportunity to to do this, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, because we get to read things like this. I mean, let me tell you something, okay? Sometimes as, as, we, as we talk about the Star Wars, the Star Wars world here as you got people creatures of all kinds all right you got droids humans twi'leks and you know this message is really more so well it's for the men the women and really the wookies okay (laughs) uh because let's just let's just dive into this here as you know it's summer it's the olympics you got euros baseball major championships and concerts are all in this summer but you know what is not well as that would be a wild and hairy bush, my friend. <laughs> so you got to tame, you got to tame yourself with our help from our friends at Manscaped, the world's leader in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand new lawnmower 4.0. You know, if an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat yours like the Olympic gold? Fellas, do right. Buy your balls, man, and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20, okay? I think Chewy could use it, okay? Well, yeah. Look, he's, got, I, he's, got, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, a lot of trimming to do. Chewbacca could use it, that's for sure. I think Jabba the Hutt overused it, uh, but we can talk about that later, okay? I think uh, old Ben, for you know, had, 
I think old Ben would have left Tatooine if he would have had the, you know, the the Manscaped 4.0, this performance package, right? I think he would have got up and it, it can rejuvenate you, my friend, right? So even if you're as old as mm-hmm. old Ben uh, or as, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, right? You, you get the Manscaped uh, 4.0 trimmer, Absol- the lawnmower, and, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Well, as you know, hey. You know, that's why you've also got items like the Weed Whacker, man. If you're on Felucia, there's weeds everywhere, okay? And you need to chop your worst weeds, hey, in your ears, in your nose, on the gold, okay? So, absolutely. Also got a, it's got a, you know, it's got a 400,000 LED spotlight, okay? It gets dark in space. So, check out, hey, so check out Manscaped. Use that code, FANSIDED. 20 as we are back with the bad batch um a lot of people were sort of dissing this episode and we're gonna dive into it here in a bit but you know what as just watched it and i think we both liked it there's quite a bit there's quite a bit to discuss here yeah i i saw that i saw people were were not really into this episode and um but it's interesting right the connections that can be that can be made from this and you're getting more of the underworld you get more of the crime syndicates and so on. So I think that's a cool thing. And I don't know why there was, it's interesting because you and I had the Bad Batch Blues and now they're over and we're moving on to enjoying this more, more than some. So yeah, I, I was confused by that, but yeah. Yeah, so okay, we'll dive into that. But real quick, we wanna talk a little bit, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. There's a little bit of Star Wars news. Comic-Con's going on. There was some High Republic stuff. I think we're going to save that for next time. Um, but right now, I, I found this kind of article interesting. I saw Star Wars Theory and some other Star Wars YouTubers, podcasters and stuff talking about it. So uh, this is from Game Rant. Um, it says, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga developer, says that the Episode Nine content was both fun and miserable to create. Um, so kind of interesting here. Now this game has been delayed a handful of times now could be COVID, um, could be sort of other things going on. Uh, we've seen this, uh, in the video game world, right? Because small studios and you have to work outside of the office and a lot of stuff like that with COVID and stuff like that. But so the article goes on to say, without a doubt, many are looking forward to the next official update on Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Outside of its various delays, uh, not much has been revealed about the game in months outside of a bevy of information fans already know already. The game will feature all nine Star Wars movies and include DLC for a variety of related projects, including The Mandalorian. Um, It'll be interesting to see what Traveler Tales Games does to freshen up the old content, as well as how the game handles the last two movies of the franchise, The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. With that in mind, a recent tongue-in-cheek conversation between two developers gives some insights to the game. So um, these were developers talking on Twitter. So they were like commenting on each other's posts on Twitter. So it it wasn't an interview or anything. So Jack Chapman, who le- recently left the game, who left uh, Traveler Tales Games, says TT Games here, but um, it's Tra- Traveler Tales is the name of the, the name of the company or whatever. Um, so uh, he felt uh, he and fellow developer Ryan Roper briefly discussed working on the episode nine content. Roper comments that it's been a pleasure working with Chapman and that he couldn't wait for everyone to see what work he did. In response, Chapman jokes that he had PTSD from working on episode nine content with Roper also saying that doing so was the most fun he's had and the most miserable he's been as a developer. The exact why is not mentioned, but it could be for a number of reasons. Uh, The time sent for the content makes sense, especially when the work on the final movie couldn't happen any sooner. Uh, Not to mention it was around March 2020 when many uh, parts of the world began shutting down due to the pandemic, likely complicating development on LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Rise of Skywalker content. Uh, In May of 2020 was the game, the game's release date was posted as October 20th, 2020 which is when we're coming up in almost a full year. Uh, and that trailer was taken down and re-uploaded without the date. 
on there. So they then oh, wow. they took the trailer down, put it back up, but got rid of the date. In August 2020, a new window uh, said spring of 2021, which we are now in summer of 2021. So that's still where it's at. And they're still it's still supposed to come out this year. Everyone's saying Christmas. Um, it was not shown at E3, which is uh, interesting, right? Um, uh, we did we did not get any sort of news of it at at E3. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the a lot of the speculation online is when you have games like this that sort of tie into franchises. Like oftentimes you'll see a, a game that comes out with a movie. Um, you know, obviously they know a lot of the stuff that's going on because. They have to get the yeah. they have to get the game out at the same time as the movie. Now, in this scenario, um, they've obviously been you know you you typically work on games for like like I mean minimally like a year, but typically it's like two to three years of sort of the game development cycle. Mm -hmm. So the advantage here is they have all the old games and they're sort of because there's a Lego Star Wars one two and. Um, and then there's like the the there's a Force Awakens one, so did they have to? Were they not allowed to work on the Rise of Skywalker stuff until the movie came out? And then hey, we're supposed to finish all this stuff in the last second because Rise of Skywalker came out the end of 2019, right? And then the game is supposed to come out in September, and the game is supposed to come out in whatever it was, uh, spring of 2020. So why was it miserable? Why was it fun? Was it just the time constraints? Was there changes that they had to make? Nobody really knows, but it's certainly interesting. Well, so the, I guess the big um, takeaway there would be that if there were massive changes, may, maybe that right. other cuts were made and and uh, what they originally were pitched. It's almost like when you're working on the movie, right? You your your pri priority number one is to get the movie out to do. Uh, the script, even when you go into rewrites or cuts in another direction, well, I don't think the first thing on your mind is to go back to the video game developer and tell them, hey, we're making a major cuts and changes while they're already working on a different story. That would be that would be very interesting if that were the case, you know? So, yeah, because because but we do see that sometimes. Uh, that's why so many people when especially with something as big as Star Wars, we look at like the toy developers because they obviously get information beforehand so they can have the toys ready. And sometimes you'll see like a character that comes out as a toy and you're like, well, this guy is obviously going to be in the movie. Right. And it's like, X, you know, and, and it has, they have like specific titles like Exegol, you know, set, right. So you can get the toys and the set and everything. So it's just, it's interesting. So yeah. um, to me, it just shows maybe, Hey, there, maybe there a lot of these things we've heard about massive changes to episode nine and the development this could corroborate that a little bit yeah yeah which yeah that's that's crazy so what those are plan there um what's the plan on them coming out well, again you said what, when are they scheduled are they, are they this are they game not? this game's uh, uh, the people are people are speculating around christmas that seems to me that seems to be a, a decent time right if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna do a game i don't know that there's any other lego games um sort of in development some of the last ones they did was they um i think the last one they did was a lego dc um super villains was i think the last lego sort of uh video game to come out so this one's been in development for like quite a lengthy time yeah wouldn't it be funny if there was like some side quest or whatever that you could unlock that was like the other you know uh the original plan for the movie or something crazy you get in these extra Extra crazy bits. That'd be wild. Yeah, it's gonna be it's to be and maybe and maybe uh, maybe now the maybe now the thing is, hey, we want to hold off. We want to push this game out because if there's gonna be a DLC, we can have DLC ready to go as it comes out with Book of Boba, right? If it, but they said it's the Skywalker saga, but they're gonna expand on it. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll see. So um, okay, so just as <clears throat> kind of some interesting news here so all right as let's dive into this week's episode of the bad batch which is um episode 13 infested so the bad batch returns from a mission to find sid's parlor under the ownership of crime boss roland durant they find sid outside and she reveals a plan to take back the parlor by stealing a shipment of spice from roland that is intended to the pike syndicate 
The Bad Batch and Sid enter the office via underground tunnels infested with a hive of Erlings. They successfully retrieve the spice, but are chased down by Roland's guards who are who awaken the hive. The group escape from the tunnels, but the spice is taken by the hive. They are caught by the pikes who take Omega hostage. While the Bad Batch and Sid retrieve the spice from the hive, the pikes then let Sid reclaim her parlor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically, uh, one of the big takeaways from this is, as we were saying, you got some cool stuff with the crime syndicates. You've got Sid, which I always think is interesting with Star Wars, and um, that we root for these crime syndicates or these bounty hunters or, you know, uh, smugglers. I mean, Han Solo is one of the biggest, right? But, yeah, so we have Sid now who is under attack, and you've got... I uh, forget his name, um, but he's he's showing up there to kind of set up shop. He's he's setting up shop there. He took over Sid's place and Roland, wa- yeah, Roland. Okay, um, so Roland wants to roll into town and he wants to take over Sid's place. Well, not so fast. Bad Batch are are, are going to step in, and it's like Omega who is is the one who seems to be, um, not calling the shots, but really influencing her brothers to make different decisions than what they normally would. And people on the internet are, are kind of highlighting and pointing out that that might be, because we're looking for anything and everything. We don't have anything on, on, on Omega. We're not really sure, like, what's so significant about being first generation or whatever. She's, she's altered, but she's got the original genetic material. Does that make her enhanced in some way? Yes, but what is it? We all thought force sensitivity. We have no idea. Now she's, she's influential. She's moving her brothers to do things that they wouldn't do. So that's neat. But I still am struggling to kind of see where, you know, I don't know what type of character she's going to be going, going forward. Uh, it, it, we always try to make connections with her into the Mandalorian, but uh, strategy and influence seems to be like her, if you want to call it powers or skills or attributes, that seems to be her big thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, <clears throat> And so, you know, this, I think, is going to be a few episode arc because, <clears throat> excuse me, the the Pikes are now on the stage. Right. And so I think that is the that is sort of. Might be the, the end, how we how we end this thing, you know, you and I were talking just before we started recording here about. You know, where is the Bad Batch ultimately going to go? I mean, obviously, it's going to come down to something with crosshair. But I think we might get a little bit here of Maul, maybe, mm-hmm. and the Pikes, and get to see a little bit of the insight, the insight to that. Uh, yeah, that would be really cool. I, I think so. The Pikes is the big deal, right? The connection to Solo, and then the connection to um, we've we've seen them in, in, in the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, we've seen yeah. So they're 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 all over the place. They're I mean, do you think we're gonna get some type of cameo like that, like a Crimson Dawn direct reference, like Vaiden Dross or or whatever? I mean, that would be that would be wild, wouldn't it? It would be, but I think it's like I, make um, Solo Two happen, right? <laughs> absolutely, make Solo Two happen, or maybe this is something you do in the Book of Boba. Maybe Omega gets sort of involved in, in the because i think we're going to see omega in the book of boba because I, I i i that's just sort of where i think okay i think we're gonna i think we're gonna i think we're gonna see her and then it seems like boba i mean boba, boba fett just killed bib fortuna and took over jabba's palace right effectively making him a crime boss a full-on crime boss. Yeah, he's a crime boss. He's uh, he's he sitting in controls. Jabba's throne. He's he's taking over Jabba's. He's yeah. Right. Once well, you take Boba's, over Jabba's, it's Boba's throne now. Yeah, it's Boba's throne now. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, is he going to be going to war with these other? Is he going to be going to war with these other crime syndicates? And maybe this is what it leads to. Maybe this is. You know, we think about what they're ultimately going towards. Which there was a little bit of news, a little bit of leaked news, by the way, of a. Thrawn and Ezra casting like search. They're searching for the for the casting what? of Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah, there's a little bit of that was, there was a little bit of like leaked news about that. So if we're ultimately leading up to Thrawn being our sort of Thanos in a Marvel Cinematic Universe type, 
is Boba going to be bringing in his sort of crime syndicate that he has? Are they going to? I think you're going to. You might have to have everybody fight together in this if, yeah. if they're on stepping back on the stage with no empire. With no empire, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I, and I hope you're right. That's what we're building towards some some big sort of showdown or whatever. Where like almost in the sequels, we forget the sequels for a second. Um, there's a there's a whole battle and a war that takes place with a Luke Skywalker in his prime, and it, not that we're going to see him, but that Ahsoka is there, and all these different individuals are still battling the remnants of the Empire, and Thrawn happens to be at the head of that. And if Thrawn would have had the resources that Palpatine had, or even just could have governed this from the start, they would have been in a better place. It's like it's like he's going in shorthanded, and he's trying to salvage what Palpatine and everyone else just screwed up. So that's, we, we you know, because I think other, some people would say, well, if Thrawn is in charge, why the heck did we ever get to the place where we got with the First Order and so on? It's like, nah, Thrawn was, was dealt a short, you know, um, a shorthanded deck or whatever. So he's he's actually working from behind, and he'd be a guy who would be very formidable, but it would take Luke Skywalker, everyone, Mando, it would take Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, all of them to beat a guy like that. And if that's what you're leading up to and you're showing me connections in the Bad Batch and trying to take me from Bad Batch uh, into Rebels, which think about when it's all over, Matt, when it's all done, you want people to be able to, to start with episode one, two, three, go into, you know, actually, I'm sorry, one, two, Clone Wars, three, right? And then Bad Batch. Bad Batch. And then roll into what was solo solo and stuff. rogue one yeah and then and then uh, rebels, rebels. And, yeah so that's that's what you want you want that continuity you want those connections and that seems like what they're doing and if they do it with bad batch i will be highly impressed like if omega is that big connection like the bridge between the clones and and, and, the, and the clone wars because the clone wars is so important that it's referenced in episode four the original 1977 Right, I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi says it to Luke Skywalker, where he like he's asking yes. him, like, so you you fought in the Clone Wars, you fought with my father, <laughs> yeah, it's like yes, the Clone Wars. That one line in that movie is then taken. There's a whole backstory for what that war was. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. It's it, so. it's insane. But it seems it seems like now that Disney's, you know, the thing is the thing about the Bad Batch is that it's it's the first. Well, it's not the first. It's it's it is. I guess it is. It is sort of the the first new. If you don't, if you kind of exclude Clone Wars, like season the final season of Clone Wars, because that was kind of already done in a way, um, yeah. and they were just kind of sitting on it. But so the Bad Batch is the first not Mandalorian thing in the new sort of here's all of the star wars here's here's our big new star wars tv push or disney plus disney plus push and so if you're starting with the bad batch and then we're going to get an andor show and we're going to get all this other stuff i mean stuff that we see in the bad batch could show up in andor because that's not too far away because andor is before True. rogue one probably around the time of solo is andor going to be dealing with pikes is he going to be dealing with uh okay. some of this stuff because that's because that because you know R rogue one takes place after rebels but gives us a lot of his backstory um and it's right around that time of solo and then so really it's like we're about to get a bunch of content in that little space the solo like obi-wan and or you know five ten years you know five years out and so you gotta you can set stuff up here that'll tie in over there uh, yeah, and actually, if they if they make a connection to b between Bad Batch or anything else, uh, and the Andor series, like if the Andor series has some members like uh, from the Bad Batch or Omega, or or he comes across rem or like stories of them or references are made or whatever, that is that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about right there. That's the kind of deep level stuff. Now, it probably won't happen because I don't know who's working. Everybody's working on different projects and writers and scripts are being developed and stuff like that. But it is nice to get one or two crossovers or some or you know some Easter egg right in in a big series like that. Where we where we really think it can happen is with the Mandalorian because of Dave Filoni being involved in all of it and being there with Clone Wars and and guiding us into Bad Batch, guiding us into Rebels, and then his Rebels characters 
seemingly, I mean, Thrawn now is like a rebel's character, right? I mean, Thrawn is really nothing. Yeah. He's, he's basically brought in by Dave Filoni, uh, even though there were books and stuff like that. From Legends. Yeah, from right. Legends. Dave said, no, we're going to take this guy and make him legit and, and give him a role in all of this. So I feel like more connections will be made there. But if the Andor series can do one or two things like that, my God, I just I, I would love that. I would love to see that. Well, well, I think it's all just building up this. I mean, that's really I mean, look at everything we've seen so far. I mean, from Sense of Mandalorian. OK, we're going to take the sort of unexplored world of Star Wars because all of the movies um, have focused on, with the exception of Solo, Solo was the first movie to to do so. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start pushing this uh, this third side of it, which is that criminal underworld, right? That it's not Jedi and Sith, it's not Empire and Rebels or Resistance and and First Order. It's that criminal underworld. We get we get to see it in Solo. Um, you see a little bit sort of of it in Rogue One, just kind of like, okay, here's some of these characters who are who are not necessarily like soldiers. They're sort of just, you know, scoundrels, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Right. But then in Clone in Clone Wars, hey, we, we we the last one of the last there's three arcs in the final Clone Wars season, and one of them is the Martez sisters and the Pikes. And then yeah. we see the Martez sisters in this. And then the Mandalorian is all criminal underworld with we've just started getting Jedi, which is cool. I like that like Rogu and Ahsoka and everything are there. It's not the focus isn't them because it makes them seem more powerful and more special. And then we're getting the book of Boba Fett, which is criminal underworld. We're going to get this Andor series, which while it is going to be about a character we're familiar with, he's still sort of a criminal underworld area scoundrel. Uh, he's not, he's not a Jedi. He's not going to be dealing. He's not going to be dealing with them. He's going to be, you know, there everything is behind the scenes and, and stuff like that. And so that seems to be the, the area they're pushing up and we're going to learn more about the pikes and these crime syndicates. And it's going to be cool. And I think even Ahsoka uh, in the Mandalorian, what is she doing? He finds yeah. her on this random planet and she's taking down a, a, a small crime boss. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Exactly. And that's what you're saying is that these, um, there, there's still a lot of store or, or like holes to fill in some some of those stories, whether it be with Ahsoka or um, some of the stuff that we have the Andor, like the Andor series can do some of that. Obi Wan, uh, if they do another Solo, you know, two movie with Kira and like Darth Maul has a whole arc where we we see him in in Solo and he's in the seat of power, right? He's the head of Crimson Dawn. Next thing we know, it's um, Rebels and he's. Meeting up with Ezra, Ezra Bridger in some weird, you know, Sith temple, trying to find Obi Wan. Right. So yeah, exactly, and that could and that could lead into things too. Um, you know, like potentially Kira could show up in the Ahsoka series, right? And she's now in charge of the whole thing. Omega could be somehow involved. Um, with you know, who knows? We don't know where she's ultimately going to show up, but I do think obviously we're going to get a live action Omega at some point in the mm -hmm. sort of Filoni verse. But yeah, I mean, Maul, we, so we see Maul leaving Mandalore. He's no longer in charge of Mandalore in, in, in rebel or in clone wars. And he takes off and that's it. That's the, that's the last, that's the last we see of him. Right. Um, then, as you said, we see him briefly in solo on the screen. He's in charge of Crimson Dawn. He's talking to Kira. And it's roughly like what five, ten years later, he seems like a some crazy guy on the Sith temple, and he's even he doesn't even have the dark saber anymore. He just like leaves it lying on the floor, like whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that is, um, well, I mean, I guess. So so with all was those he holes, kicked out or did he just leave it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Well. Or did because um, something happened while he was in Crimson Dawn. And right, I mean, when he's when he's with them, what you're saying is like is like Kira or Ahsoka or someone has done something to Maul, and is like, when, how would we see that? We would, I, I think we would see that in a Solo Two movie. Or what I was reading again, going back to the Dork Side of the Force, 
uh, in their article and in the partnership with Minute Media and all of that. Thank you very much. Um, very happy to be with them. But I was reading one of one of their articles, and they were talking about the idea that maybe Bad Batch would be more than one season, and we're going to get more of this. Like, there's more story to tell. We're not really sure if that there's enough story to tell in three episodes. Mm -hmm. So, like, where do you fill in all of these little holes? Um, if they're going to do that, like, I don't even know if that's the purpose of the Bad Batch or or really what its purpose is. It's you know what I mean? We're, like, there's cameos to kind of finish up story, like Cad Bane and all these characters. Um, we didn't think we'd see Caleb Dune and the origins of some characters in the end, not the end or the continuation of other characters. So, how far are they going to take that? Uh, is 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 my question. And then, like you said, showing us the Pikes makes us think about Crimson Dawn, makes us think about the crime syndicates, and say, is that story that they're going to fill, or is Omega or me any member of the Bad Batch going to be in? Uh, something like Solo 2 or Andor or whatever, right? Yeah, do you think, do you, at this point, I'm thinking, because we've all been going off of the, that tweet from like who, uh, the, the people who scored the series and they all, you know, the people who did the music and they oh, all yeah, said yeah. that the, yeah. the final episode's like the saddest thing. And so we've been thinking they're all going to die except for Omega. That's, that's where we've been at. But now I think it's more likely. I think we're getting a season two, which is awesome because yeah. I'm I'm down for more Bad Batch. Yeah, I think we are getting a season two as well. And I think that's, you know, it seems like you almost have to because I don't really know that we've we're learning more about Omega and, and the connection she has with, with all of her brothers. But is it enough to say something? major happens at the end like if we lost crosshair like crosshair turned back to the light or whatever and then you know had a moment where he we lost him and that was really emotional and that was the one character we lost that's fine cool we can continue on now with the whole season of the bad batch minus a crosshair because he's gone but if you start killing off like major you know members of of the bad batch and then trying to continue this for season two you can still do it it's just it's like i don't know i feel like they're all they're they're gonna live Omega might be lost, Crosshair might be dead, and then we can keep going with the story. It did, in three episodes, I don't, I don't, unless they're going to be hour-long episodes or something crazy like that. There's just know? no way. Yeah, there's no way because the Pikes are clearly coming back because we just sort of met, met met with them and hey, we're gonna we're gonna do more stuff. Cad Bane, as you said, is still out there. Finnick is still out there. We've yet to see Boba Fett, who we think seems incredibly likely that we're going to see at some at some point. Um, and we still have to get back to Crosshair. We mm -hmm. still we still have to get to Crosshair, and there's still stuff to do with Sid. So there's you got to have a se you you just got to have a season two at, the, at this point, which right. is awesome. I'm down I'm down for more. Right. Yeah. So do you think then? Um, so so you think Omega is going to be in some of the stuff, whether it's Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian season three, or Ahsoka, that she's going to be in it? Yeah, uh, to, to some degree. Do you think she would be in like referenced in Andor or Obi Wan or? do they have to just keep doing another bad batch season two? Like, is there anywhere where her story, I, I let me put it, let me frame it to you like Take this. Her. It all depends. If, if you get through bad batch, um, when the, when bad batch series is over, it's probably going to leave us on this mystery of she's gone. We don't know where she went. She's moved off the board. Kind of like Ezra Bridger, right? He's, he's, why wasn't he around in episodes, you know, four, five, and six Omega has to be taken off the board, um, but can be brought back on the board later on. Right? No, I don't think so because Omega is a character. The difference between Ezra and Omega, unless it turns out that Omega has force abilities, which mm -hmm. I don't think at this point is uh, something that's going to happen. The difference between Ezra and Omega and even sort of Ahsoka, right? Getting sucked through, right? The world between worlds and, and she ends up seeming like she misses her involvement in in the clone wars or in the in four five and six um is that ezra as a jedi who has fought darth vader uh i mean mm -hmm. and him taking thrawn off the board like that has to happen because they're basically two enormous players at mm -hmm. that time big hero whereas i don't think omega i don't think omega is is going to be a rebel alliance changing character to where i mean you could totally just say hey she she fought i mean you could have her fight in the rebel alliance because it's mm -hmm. you know it's 
it's over planets and planets, but I don't think she's anybody that's going to drastically alter the the outcome of the war if we don't know her story. Yeah, and that's fair. It's the same thing with uh, like Harrison Dula, for example. Um, there the whole time, Sabine. There the whole time on Lethal. Um, so those characters were still around. Right. They're great pilots, but they're not. They're not like an Ezra, like an Ezra Bridger, who has even met the Emperor. Right? Mm -hmm. Is you know, I mean, you you can't have him. You can't have him on. You can't have him on the board. Yeah. Of, I mean, you kind of could. He could just be dealing with stuff on Lethal during it. But yeah, yeah, he could. You have to take Thrawn off the board, which I think was I think was more important of getting Thrawn off the board yep. than even Ezra. Yep, I agree with you big time. Yeah, I think getting him off the board huge, um, and and then bringing them back is also is also huge. So so Omega, yeah, she could be around. I feel like she has information that you know she needs to be relevant in Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian season three. And the only way that she, I guess, she would be, would be because she's Mandalorian, right? I mean, she she has that genetic material from Jango Fett, right. and she somehow knows something about clones and their genetics, and maybe works with cloners, and then the whole Baby Yoda Grogu situation. So that would make her important later on. Is it, you know what I mean? It's almost like you got to skip a step. Like, why wasn't she ever mentioned? Well, she's just she's an she's an analyst or whatever for the the rebellion or or something right. or who knows? You know. So, right. Right. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of characters who we see that we don't necessarily need to, you know, they're doing their own thing. I yeah. mean, yeah, we don't have to we don't have to know the story of every character during the during the wars. Well, I mean, so. if, yeah. If, well, for example, I mean, yeah, like, well, I don't know. I guess I guess to push back on that a little bit. I mean, what was Watto do doing during, you know. Like, did Watto's story continue on? I mean, did he sell more parts? I don't know. Than I, he, I think he's probably dead. I mean, he seems when Anakin oh, goes and sees him in Episode Two. I mean, he seems like he seems like really old. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's old. I was, I was just kidding around. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine those last ten years? Those last ten years did not did not treat him good. No, no, he'd he'd fallen a long ways. Serves him right though. Serves him right. Absolutely. Hey, well, it was a hey, Harrison Dula calls Omega her co-pilot. So, yeah, is Omega in the ghost in episode nine? OK, is she in there? Is this going to be OK? Yeah. Well, wow, I just had a so anybody who's read like the old <laughs> Star Wars book. So is she in the ghost? Is she in the you know how? Um, oh, my gosh. In Solo. Right. Lando's droid is like a part of becomes a part of the Millennium Falcon. And it's why Han's always like, hear me, right. baby, hold together, right? You know, you know re referring to the Falcon uh, in, in that way. It makes me think of an old Legends book. I think it was Callista. Uh, and I'm not able to really search a whole lot right now. But it's, it was like um, this Jedi who had been, her spirit was like, made its impression or its essence was transferred into a computer system for the Eye of Palpatine, this ship that was guarding, you know, that was just, Laying, laying dormant for a while and Luke Skywalker goes and falls in love with a computer. I mean, Legends was weird. You know, it was really weird. But are they bringing that type of weirdness back? Like, is Omega going to be, you know, imprinted into a freaking computer? My God. Is that where we're going? <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know about that. Um, okay, as um, shall we... We have a transmission. So for anybody who's new... Who's listening? Which at this point, I think we do have quite a bit of new listeners. You guys can send us um, transmissions at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com or leave us a comment on our YouTube page on any of our videos. And we will try to get as many of these as we can into the podcast because they're always fun. And we love discussing your guys' thoughts and theories about a galaxy far far away so um this one is sent us to uh to us by our you know loyal listener andrew here who sent us quite a bit and um we're just getting to this one uh because as and i have been a little bit on vacation mm. as it's still as it's actively on vacation yeah right now yeah yeah I, I i've i've been out matt has been he's manning the outcast on his own you know he's been uh he's been fine-tuning stuff left and right and here i am out gallivanting around the galaxy uh so <laughs> but no yeah we're so yeah the operation has okay. been you, a you, little you different but yeah yeah so uh all right guys so we'll get, so we'll get to this one here so he says 
Um, hey guys, I just listened to your YouTube video on the most recent Bad Batch episode with Chopper and Hera. So that was um, last week's episode. He says, there's a lot of things you guys touch on that makes my head explode with ideas. First of all, I'm not so sure if there's been any info on what the Book of Boba Fett series will be about, but I'm thinking maybe it could help tell the story of how Boba... Um, how Boba sort of becomes Boba, right? You know, the son of Jango Fett, how he becomes the most feared and infamous bounty hunter. The series could take place at um, the time just after Revenge of the Sith and all the way through the original saga. This could possibly show Boba hiring Fennec to find Omega, as well as the connections to all of the characters which we have seen in The Bad Batch. You guys putting uh, it out there about how we've seen the Rancor, Bib Fortuna, and other things as well, which could lead up to a bounty hunter series with all of the big and small players that deal with Java. Dave Filoni does these things to get uh, in people's minds, and then he hits everyone when they least expect it. As you guys have stated before, everyone knows everyone knows that we still fall for it. This leads me to a crazy theory, which I have been kind of thinking about since the Bad Batch series first aired. Let's say Omega is roughly 13 years old, which would make her around the same or the same age as Boba if they were cloned at the same time. When Jango wanted his own, the Camino decided to make their own without anyone knowing. This is where the theory is going to go. At 11 BBY, Omega would be 21 years old. Uh, and this is the year that Mace Tawani is born. Then nine years later, Sindel is born. Everything that is Star Wars is connected, and this could go two ways. Um, if uh, Katarin from the Caravan is uh, Katarin, Katarin uh, from the Caravan of Courage is Omega. Okay? Wow. So for those of you guys who are unfamiliar with the Caravan of Courage, it was a canon story. Okay? It was the fourth Star Wars movie. Am I correct? S. Yeah, yeah, it was. I call it canon, and and it, and it should always be uh, listed as canon. It's now on Disney Plus. I think they've actually put it on on Disney Plus. Thankfully, the Battle of Endor and the Caravan of Courage. These are the Ewok movies. So he's he's asking, could could this be could this be it, man? Um, it would be the destiny that her son and daughter are in the right place in the galaxy to make sure that the Ewoks are still in control of the Forest Moon of Endor, so they can help defeat the Empire. Now. How about this uh, crazy theory, right? That Omega, are you saying that Omega is Sindel? So Sindel's a little girl in there. So maybe that's what they, maybe that's the way they go. He says Ahsoka could use the way between worlds and take Omega um, at a younger age and places her with the Tawani couple and tells them they need to keep her safe. Um, like the ring of all rings keeps it, you know, keep it secret, keep it safe. Um, it just happens uh, because it's her destiny to be where she must be and does her part without truly knowing what um, she does to set up the events of her own to help take down the empire. We know Soka has been hard at work, but we don't know what she's been doing all this time. Is she building up in things in the world between worlds to defeat the evil empire, which she knows she can uh, not do on her own and must rely and trust on others. Um, isn't that what a true Jedi would do? This is just some crazy theory I've had and wanted to share it. And I know that Omega would have to be put back into a time period when it's all said and done. You know, time can be manipulated. Um, just a crazy idea I thought I'd share with you guys. Uh, first of all, that is wild. That is an absolute wild idea. I, I, like one of two ways. So saying that Omega could either be Sindel or Omega is mm -hmm. Sindel's mother or even the mother of, uh, you know, somehow related to that family, um, the Tawani family who crash land on the forest moon of Endor and befriend the Ewoks of Bright Tree Village. And without the caravan of courage, my friend, there would be no successful. I mean, the, 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 it's, it's over. I mean, it's, we're, we're done for in, in return of the Jedi. If caravan of courage doesn't make it, we've said this for years. Like if the caravan, they of literally courage, find Leia. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they, they they find Leia. So I mean, it's just insane that like that is such a big that it's such a big deal. I mean, people think it's a joke, right? As always talking about the Caravan of Courage and Ewoks or whatever. But like, if it's unsuccessful, we don't. I mean, the it's over. The Empire wins, man. It's one of those things, Matt. Hold on. It's one of those things like like Gandalf seeing that there's value in the Hobbits, right? Like it's it's 
The Dark Lord Sauron didn't think the hobbits were significant enough to pay attention to, okay? Palpatine and all of his planning and scheming, he doesn't pay enough attention to the Ewoks, therefore didn't calculate them in his plans, and boom, we have success. The galaxy, there's more of us, Poe. There's more of us Ewoks in Bright Tree Village, all right? So that's exactly what happened. And Absolutely, man. It'd be cool if Omega's connected. That would that'd be insane. That would be an absolute well, deep we, cut, insane connection. Well, we know if you've watched the if you've watched the Ewok cartoon, you know that the Ewoks use what they believe is magic, but is actually the Force. All the, right, it says it on the it's on the Wikipedia. You go look it up. It's it's fact. It's it's yeah, yeah. It's George George Lucas said it. Okay, I mean, we're we're not making this stuff up. That's what no. he said. You gotta go. You gotta go look at it. And the Force works in mysterious ways, okay? The Force deemed that the Caravan of Courage would happen so they could find Leia after she crashes her speeder bike so that they could then help her so that they could then help take down the Empire to get that shield generator off, man. That's right. That's right. Well, and here's the thing. I don't really know. This is actually awesome. I'm so glad Andrew sent us this because this is this is freaking hilarious. Like, I don't know. I haven't looked up any of the, you know, the, the timeline stuff, BBY, uh, ABY on, on any of these characters to know exactly offhand. But it is just interesting to think that they would be connected. I know that in Legends, Sindel goes on to become like a part of the hollow net, like news reporter, inside information, like very so you think about like influences that omega could have and like what if she abandons this like getting involved with the galaxy type of situation she crash lands with her family maybe hunter did give omega to to some family and she becomes sindel i mean this is crazy and again i have not checked out whether this would work but with the way between worlds like when you threw that in there i mean anything can happen at this point anything so why not man i i would i would love it that would be just freaking sick so well hey man i consider anything and everything possible in a galaxy far far away so yeah. uh all right guys i think that's it that's that's it for us for this week as unless we have anything any other topics you want to hit on before we yeah. uh you know close up shop here no, I get again. So to me, the Bad Batch, though, just in general, and, and all these connections and the theories and the things we've been getting, I I, I find it interesting, and I want to do some more, um, you know, research. And if you if you're out there listening and you've got a transmission or a thought or an idea on how maybe you want to speculate on how these connections are going to be pieced together, like like what we're going to see from Bad Batch that will connect us to Crimson Dawn and from Crimson Dawn and the Crime Syndicates to the Book of Boba, because Matt is right. And that Boba Fett is now a new crime boss, it seems like, right? He is the crime boss at Jabba's palace. So the void's created. He's filling it. Um, but what old kind of, you know, um, connections or associates will Boba Fett make with Crimson Dawn and all those different groups? I think that would be highly intriguing. I think that's really cool. And that's what, for me, Bad Batch is, is drawing us more into, number one, the Mandalorians, okay, and the clones and how they fit in with all of that, how they're viewed, um, because that's a really that's a re that's really intriguing with with Grogu and and Baby Yoda, right? And the Doctor Pershing and the and the cloning connection, and then Mandalorians. There's too much, Matt. I mean, there's too many similarities between that those elements in the Mandalorian and all of the characters that we're seeing being integrated into Mandalorian, like Ahsoka, like Thrawn, right? Uh, like Bo-Katan, they're integrated in there, okay? So now you have the Bad Batch being created by Dave Filoni, and how is Omega connected to all of that? There is a connection, or just the Bad Batch in general. So those are the type of transmissions I'd love to see folks really get into and dive into what are those bigger connections, because it, it won't be long. What do we got, like, what, six months until Book of Boba Fett comes out, I think, something like that? Yeah, um, December. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, that's just been that's been awesome. And we're still excited to get more stuff on um, Kenobi and or series, all that stuff. So as it comes out, we'll be checking into it. I do want to say the dork side of the Force is excellent, and I will be referencing them more just now that we have this kind of uh, Minute Media fan-sided uh, network that we're working in. We're going to have more live reads, more ads, and we'll be referencing them. I'm hoping to get Mia Johnson on the podcast actually at some point and talk to her just about Bad Batch in general and some of the themes and the things that she's seeing from the series that would be, you know, really uh, 
really good for our listeners and really good for Matt and I just to kind of take in because I'll be honest with you, Bad Batch, I've been kind of, it's been hit or miss with me. I've been, I've been on really into it. I've had the Bad Batch blues, gone back and forth. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I would love to see someone who's covered it really in depth like she has on uh, the dork side of the forest come on here and talk about it. So absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Hey, with that, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Um, you know, in our next episode, we're going to continue to discuss your guys' transmissions. So be sure to send us, uh, hit us, hit us up with those. Um, and if you guys, we also do origin stories. We love hearing people's sort of what got you into Star Wars. Um, you know, for us, it was both, I think, as and I both, we watched it with our our mom, man, you know, mm-hmm. hey, right. mom, we got to send it. Hey, let's watch these movies. Um, so we love talking about people's origin stories. We have a wide, we've had a wide variety over the the years of, of podcasting, right? Where it's whether you're somebody who, like us, we sort of watch the prequels. That was us for us growing up, hitting that for the first time. I, the ones I love the most are the people who are like, I watched 1977, went in, watched it as a kid. You know, waited in the long lines. We get those too. Uh, man, we had that one kid one time who said that the first Star Wars movie he saw was episode three in the theaters. If you're mm-hmm. a kid and you went in and you saw episode three as your first Star Wars movie, you'd be like, I don't know what this is, but it's awesome. awesome. And so we love exactly. it. You know, for a lot of people now, it's a lot of people, it's, it's a lot of people, it's Rebels. A lot of people, it's, it's the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. So we love hearing all of that stuff. So if you guys be sure to send us your transmissions or any of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. Yep, absolutely. And if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.